Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. And what a day. It is February 1st. It is the first solo episode of season five of the Be Ruthless Show. And I need to start by saying I cannot thank you enough for being a part of this community and for helping me make noise and break stigmas and do what I love wouldn't be possible with you and when I started this honestly it felt like I was talking to myself and like no one was listening and I love hearing your feedback and your questions and your comments and your input and just knowing that people are listening and getting value and benefit from what I talk about the guests I bring on it means everything to me and it is making a difference people all over reach out to me about the show and it wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you. I want to start because I cannot go through a day with something as monumental as this happening in the sports world without acknowledging Tom Brady retiring. He retired a year ago on February 1st of 2022 and returned to the game. And his video was short and sweet this morning Uh, saying goodbye, but truly, truly emotional. And yes, I love football. Yes, he's my Michigan boy. Go Brady, go blue. But the reason I'm talking about this is because people don't understand loss and they don't understand how many different ways we deal with loss throughout life. And we live in a world that talks about and glamorizes hustling and pushing through and number one that's unhealthy and it doesn't allow us to take care of ourselves or be there for each other so I want to talk about not our loss not our loss as fans (laughs) because that's a loss too right we have to watch the game now without the greatest player ever Uh, what the loss for him this is the loss of the life he has lived forever since he was a child playing in his backyard for fun this is his world and saying goodbye to that and seeing him emotional reminds me that there are so many people who get injured and have to stop playing a sport or doing something that they love that is part of their life and that's a loss that needs to be talked about and dealt with it matters. It affects you. Retiring will affect Tom Brady in so many ways that we are unaware of, but it's his journey and it deserves to be handled however he needs to handle it. We don't need to sweep it under the rug. We don't need to pressure him to come back to the game because we want to see him play. I just want to talk about how many situations people go through that are difficult that we don't discuss moving. I moved across the country to marry Jim, the love of my life, the best thing ever. It was still extremely difficult to leave my friends, family, career, everything I knew to start over in an entirely new place. So 
changing environments, changing careers, these things are losses and you are not silly if they're affecting you and you feel like you need to deal with them. The world is silly for not dealing with this type of stuff and for not valuing discussing our feelings and just talking about how it affects us. Whether that's even just sharing your favorite story, your favorite football memory, your favorite quote. There are so, so many. He is not just an amazing player on the field. He's an amazing person. He stands for many things and I will move on, uh, but I'll share one of my favorite quotes of his. And that's, if you don't believe in yourself, why is anyone else going to believe in you? There are so many things we can learn from him in the game of life, not the game of football. So I just want to acknowledge that he is going to go through all sorts of emotions, the roller coaster that people go through when we deal with a loss and him retiring is a form of loss. And I just want to discuss that as a widow, as the founder of Grief Hab, as someone who really is working to change the way the world views grief and mental health. Grief is important. Grief needs to be honored. And when we avoid it, or dismiss it or minimize it, it lasts longer, it's more intense, it shows up in other ways. So I I did bring this up to discuss that, not only my love for football and Brady and Michigan and all of the things. So moving on, I had a week last week. <laughs> it was nuts. All sorts of crazy things happened, but in the midst of that, there has been some change within Samantha Ruth and Grief Hab. So I just want to let you know, I think to me, it goes without saying, but it doesn't. Uh, so I need to tell you that no one other than me, myself, Samantha Ruth, would ever contact you on behalf of my business, Grief Hab, this show. I do have an assistant who might reach out to you uh, about being a guest or having me be a guest on your show. Other than that, if anyone contacts you claiming to represent Samantha Ruth or the Be Ruthless show or Grief Hab, please let me know. It is not me. It is not how I run things. You would hear from me personally. Uh, and my assistant has an email that is media at Samantha Ruth. So it's still coming from me in some way. Um, please let me know if anyone ever contacts you on my behalf. I want to know to take action to correct that. And I want you to know that it isn't me. I will, you will get a, a message from me from my personal cell phone, my personal email, no gimmicks or games. So, um, Please let me know and please know if you receive any type of contact that it isn't me other than my newsletters or the things you know are me. A couple of things have gone on in the world and triggered reactions with clients. Just like a couple of weeks ago when Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field, I was extremely triggered and dealt with tons of emotions and memories of losing Jim. And 
I was open and honest and talked about it. I think that there are so many things we see and hear, whether it's on TV or actually in real life that we're exposed to that can remind us of something or someone that can make us feel certain things. And I have a client who lost a family member. She's an adult. She was my client years ago in Michigan and reached out to say, it's like no time has passed at all. It's exactly like being 16 again when anxiety was at its highest and she had, hadn't learned all of her tools and ways to manage her anxiety. And it was making her feel a little crazy, right? We go a little bit nuts in our own minds and with our imagination thinking what's wrong with me. I've gotten past this. I've come further along with my anxiety. Why am I feeling this way now? And there is no one way. It's not like we go through a stage and then we cross it off the list and it's gone. Trauma, grief, anxiety, depression, these things do not go according to a schedule or timeline. You can be smooth sailing and get knocked down out of nowhere. So to anyone who relates, who has been through something and it has brought up things and you're struggling and it reminds you of a time that you were struggling more compared to where you have been currently, I just want you to know that that's, you're not crazy. That's how it goes. There are good days and bad days. And just like I started this episode talking about how we minimize grief, we minimize feelings. We minimize talking about things. That's what gets me through it. When I am extremely stressed or overwhelmed with something, getting it off of my chest is huge. It allows me to focus and move on to other things. Whereas if I do not discuss it, I do not get it out anything I'm trying to focus on is clouded with that still on my mind. So please reach out to someone, share with anyone you're comfortable with. You don't have to talk about everything. You can just say, I'm having a rough day. You can say that something happened, you know, you, you, you were watching football and you saw someone collapsed and it reminded you of something and now you're struggling. If you want to be that open, you don't have to be. My point is simply that you can get your feelings off of your chest, share them with someone else who can remind you that you're not crazy, who might have some ideas and resources that you wouldn't think of on your own. And just so you don't beat yourself up, we can be our biggest enemies. I am absolutely mine. And setbacks what we what we think might be a setback feeling like we're regressing that is the world labeling it as backwards or going backwards it's a step in our journey it's a step in our path it is leading us somewhere we are releasing feelings that need to be dealt with and it might not be fun doesn't feel great but it gets us to the next step which is different for each one of us, right? So I just wanted to mention that another example in the real world 
is the situation with Tyree Nichols, the shooting. The video has been replayed and there has been so much exposure, which is necessary. I am not, I'm not debating that. However, millions of people in this world have been in traumatic situations. Millions of people are having a reaction to what they're seeing, A, just because they're human, but B, it could be reminding them of something. And let me also say this, maybe you lived through a fire and you are somewhere that there is another emergency, but it's not a fire. It can still trigger those same feelings and those same emotions. That's what I'm talking about. So it doesn't have to be the same situation. So my, I have people reaching out. I've had two things happen. One, the video is causing reactions and memories and feelings and talking about them is a way to get through it. The other is that someone posted a comment. It was a public figure. It was probably an NFL figure. That's my top sport. I do follow all sports, but they posted heartbreaking. And the feed people, not people, someone responded in a nasty way, right? We all see haters, whether it's online. There are people who make disgusting comments. And this one was something, um, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. It's not a direct quote, but why? You're not related to him. Do you know him? I didn't know DeMar. I don't know DeMar Hamlin. I was deeply affected. Millions of people around the world. If you are affected, you do not need to defend it, justify it, explain it. There are people out there who, for whatever reason, feel the need to lash out at other people in a conversation in that way. I don't engage because I feel like it's exactly what they want. Silence in this situation, ignoring a comment like that takes away their power. Feeding into it is like giving them the platform to have a tirade. But I just want to talk about how we respond to people, whether it's a post that they make, something that they say, something going on in their life. How can we be there for people? Are there things that you unintentionally do that might be sending a message you're not wanting to send? If someone is struggling, I absolutely want to be there. What does that mean? That means I am here for you. I'm not going to ask you to explain your feelings. You don't have to qualify or give me evidence. They are valid simply because they're yours and you matter. And I'm just going to let you deal with them and be, I'm not going to tell you to handle it a different way. I'm not going to criticize you for posting it on social media if that's part of how you want to deal with it, right? Little things that we might not think about, like commenting on a post saying, you know, put on your big girl pants or things like that can send a message that we aren't there for you when you're struggling. Even a comment on Twitter, like, why are you related to him? Is disacknowledging, invalidating his feelings. This person was affected by this situation 
reacted, commented, heartbreaking. To me, that could lead to an amazing conversation, but there will always be people who need to find a reason to say something negative. And we can be included in that. So what does that mean? I'm going to pay attention to what I say all the time. I'm the biggest foot in mouth next to my dad. I, I learned it genetically. Um, but I accidentally say stupid things all the time. I don't think I do in text, in email, online, because I can look at it and read it and delete or edit it before I hit, hit post. However, I've done it in the past and I've learned from it. I posted something silly about Michigan and used words to me that are just football words, but that offended others. And I am super conscious, even when I'm cheering for my teams or cheering for your teams, talking sports. So we can accidentally say things that really might make someone else not come to us. And if they're coming to, it's one thing if it's a post on social media, you can choose to comment or not comment. But if somebody reaches out to you, if someone is leaning on you and sharing feelings with you, then you matter to that person. Your feelings, your opinions matter. So your response matters. And if you don't have something nice to say, right? We learned this one at what age from mom in kindergarten? Don't say anything or just say, I'm here for you. What we don't want to say is those pacifying statements. He's in a better place. Everything happens for a reason, right? These things don't help people, even if you mean well. What we need, what and, and it's different for each person, but we all need to feel heard. We all need to feel supported. I just want you to let me be in whatever mood I'm in. Let me be. Don't expect me to entertain you. Don't expect me to be happy, Sam. If, if I'm not okay, I'm not okay. And all I want is for you to be there with me and not try to tell me that I'm silly for feeling this way and things are fine and I'm so strong and I'll get through it, blah, 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 right? I just want you to be here. You don't have to say anything. You can be here with some ice cream and, and that could be top of my list, favorite ways to get through it, right? So, so many people worry about what to say, what's the right thing to say. Let's shift the focus and make sure we don't say the wrong things. And of course, we're human. We make mistakes. We will. But if we pay more attention and we are intentional with our words, then it'll happen less often. And we can be there for the people who need us. And we can ask them, right? Like I just said, you can sit with me in silence and bring over ice cream. Someone else might not like silence. They might want you to be the chatterbox and tell a bunch of stories to just get their mind on something else and be distracted. That's what I like when I'm feeling anxious. It depends on what we're dealing with. But the people who I know are my people, I can say, can we not talk? 
can we not talk about sports tonight? Can we not talk about politics? I can set the rules, the boundaries, and let them know what I need and know that it will be respected. The people that it's more difficult to be around or reach out to are the people who minimize, mock, try to brush it off. And, and all I can compare it to is this fast-paced world that we live in. So on that note, I will wrap things up and just a few things. What is happening in February? If you're listening live, if you're listening today, when this comes out, the weekly Team Ruthless support call is every Wednesday night, six o'clock Mountain Time. Last week, someone was wearing a Ruthless sweatshirt. It was so cool. It meant so much to me. I don't know who, if anyone, has these mugs or sweatshirts or socks and if they do if they even you know maybe they got it to support me but they don't ever wear it right so seeing that was huge it made my day thank you so much if you do have something ruthless I would love to see a picture of you in it or your dog with it or it by your computer anything like that um, so that's every Wednesday night next Wednesday my weekly show in the Facebook, in the Grief Hab Facebook group, picking up the pieces, I'm having the spirit gurus come join. If you want to talk to lost loved ones and talk about all things spirits, join us on the 8th in the Grief Hab Facebook group. If you are listening to a replay, the video is still there or reach out sam at samantharuth.com and I will send it to you. Every time I have a medium or someone in this realm, it is my largest turnout. So many people have questions, even if it's, um, I don't think I'm getting signs. What am I doing wrong? I, I miss someone and I want to know why I'm not getting signs, right? So this, these are powerful talks. And if you are listening to the replay, I will send you the video. So another Team Ruthless event is happening on Valentine's Day. I host a virtual get together every holiday. So no one has to be alone. So people who want to vent after crazy time with family have a place. So people have something to look forward to, you name it. And I am also speaking live on February 15th. And I will post all of those things in the show notes. You can also look on the blog or my website. There's a little calendar graphic that will show you all of the things. Thank you again, not only for being a part of this community, it is season five and I didn't know what I was doing when this began and look how far I've come all because of you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Always be to come. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.